If you brought your copy of God's Word, I want to share with you from Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, and then we will, um, then we will turn to uh, Matthew chapter 16. Philippians chapter 2, very familiar passage of Scripture, and then we'll look at Matthew chapter 16. Philippians chapter 2 and Matthew 16. We'll begin reading in Philippians 2 verse 5. And let me just say, I'm going to share a sermon that I've entitled, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Paul says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. So we're to have the mind of Christ. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found fashioned as man, he humbled himself, And he became obedient until death, even the death of the cross. Notice verse 8. Being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And he became obedient unto death. Not just any death, though. Even the death of the cross. Now turn to Matthew chapter 16. You can keep a marker there on Philippians 2. Matthew 16, familiar passage, and we'll look at verse 24 through about 27. Jesus speaking, Matthew 16, 24. Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, Take up his cross and follow me. Now, I underlined some words, put them in parentheses. I put if and deny and cross and follow. Jesus said, if any man, anyone, will come after me, will follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me, verse 25. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the the glory of his Father with his angels. Then he shall reward every man According to his works. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Those words must have been some horrifying words that Jesus' disciples heard from the lips of Jesus. I mean, the disciples knew what a cross was. I mean, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, 
They knew what a cross was. They knew what it was. They had witnessed a Roman crucifixion. I mean, they knew the pain, the agony, the torment that was associated with a cross. They knew that a cross was more than just a charm around a, that was worn on a necklace. Or it, it was more than some design that someone would get at a tattoo parlor. They knew what a cross was. They knew that a cross was a method of execution. And one of the most horrible, the most violent deaths ever invented by evil man. The cross. So the disciples must have gasped when they heard Jesus say, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. His cross. And follow me. And I believe with all of my heart, if you and I fully comprehended those words ourselves, we would gasp too. But before we get to the cross, (laughs) we have to understand some other things. If. If. Now you'll never be a follower of Jesus unless you understand if. If. If, a tiny word, but a real important word, a tiny word, if, if anyone come after me. You see, Jesus doesn't take it for granted that you're going to be a follower of his. He's not going to take for granted that you're going to be obedient to him. Jesus, Jesus is no bully, doesn't force you to, he just simply says, if... If, if you want the greatest adventure of your life, this is what it's going to cost you. If you want the greatest adventure of your life to belong to my family, to the family of God, to be a follower of mine, this is what it's going to cost you. And most people hear that, they look at that and they'll say, No, not me. Don't want no cross. No denying going on, not me. Price is too high for me. Not me. I just want to settle for something else. Only a few will say, Jesus, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be what you want me to be. And so Jesus makes the offer. And then you and I have to decide. Do you want to do what you want to do? Do I want to do what I want to do? Or do we want to do what He wants us to do? Do we truly want to be a follower of Jesus? Because really, it's just an opportunity to die. So first you have the if, a choice to follow Secondly, you have the denial of self in order to be a follower of his. Notice what he says in verse 24. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Now, there there are three parts to self-denial. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny your innate, innate selfishness. You know, we're selfish by nature. My mother 
didn't have to teach me not to share my toys with other children because I had this innate selfishness in me that, that I just wanted everything for myself and I didn't want to share anything. I'm sure you were not like that, but I was. We have this innate selfishness to rise above other people. We want to be ahead of other people. We want to go before other people. We, we get what we want. We get what we want when we want it. We want to care for ourselves. The words I've heard from time to time, you have to fend for yourself. It's that innate selfishness coming out in us. I want to go. I want to go where I want to go on vacation. I want to do what I want to do when we go on vacation. I want to eat at certain restaurants. It's me, 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 me. That's that innate selfishness. Jesus said, if you're going to be a follower of mine, you have to die to that innate selfishness. We sit in adults, sit in children, but let's go to adults. We sit in selfishness so much in adults. Black Friday. Standing in front of Walmart stores or some other store. And poor some old security guard is on the other side with a key. And all these women and all these men, everybody. And he clicks the door and the door flies open and they rush in and they trample other people to get that 42-inch TV before anybody gets to it. <laughs> That's innate selfishness. And then I'll be driving. I'm going to go back to Walmart. Spend a lot of time at Walmart. You're going to be driving at Walmart. And there's me a parking place, and I'm going, and I'm waiting for someone to pull out, and I'm, fix, I'm driving in the right direction. Then Kim Whitten whips in from another direction and gets that parking place. <laughs> Don't that just upset you? Innate selfishness. You can't have it and be a follower of his. Got to step back. Got to deny yourself. Innate selfishness. But it means more than that. Deny yourself means to deny your selfish interest. Think of your selfishness as a hungry wolf that you have to feed every day. You have to give it something to, to keep this hungry wolf alive. It, it consumes anything. Deny yourself means you don't feed that wolf. You don't feed it. Identify the sources of food that your selfishness wants to consume. Stay away from certain books that stimulate your thoughts. Stay away from daydreaming about having more things and having more than other people. Don't hang out with people who drag you down. Don't hang out with those. Don't gossip. Don't criticize. Don't curse. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't watch movies or listen to music that feeds your selfish desires. Anyone that follows me, Jesus says, has to deny that innate desire, selfishness, and then they have to deny this, this beast within them that they try to feed every day that makes them more selfish. Don't feed the selfish wolf within you. Then number three, I listed this third part of self-denial. You say no to selfishness and yes to him. Take up your cross. Imagine hearing those words from Jesus. Imagine that. Think what images would come to your mind. Think what images came to their mind. If any man come after me, let him deny himself. and Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus said, are you sure? 
that you want to follow me? And they'll say, Jesus, are you sure we're going to have to take up a cross? You say, well, think what Jesus did in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, listen to verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, looking unto Him, He's our example, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Just want you to be like me, Jesus is saying. The point is, His commitment to obey the Father was greater than His desire to receive comfort and, and approval from mankind. So He went to the cross. Simply put, to bear our cross is to obey God. No matter what He asks us to do, no matter how much He asks us to do, we don't wait to do it, we want to do it. Every day, we're to say, yes, God, be loyal at all costs. Obey whatever He leads us to do. You say, Brother Sammy, this... What's taking up your cross really look like? Well, I, I believe that we make the decision to take up a cross to obey God on, on two different levels. First level, I jotted down, we choose our friends and college and career and, and who we marry and relationships, how far to go, when we're dating, the habits, how to relate to someone who hurts us. Those, those hundred, a thousand more big decisions we, that's one level we make our choices to do what God wants us to do. But level two, we say yes and no to God. You know, we set our alarm in order to wake up to have our quiet time and read our Bible and pray. And we go to bed early so we can get up to have our time with God. And we choose not to gossip and to criticize and be sarcastic and to overlook unkind words and and things that people do and say to us. We take up our cross when we give and we serve when it'd be easier just to stay out of other people's way and other people's world. And all of this, Jesus is our example. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. You see, our attitude should be the same as Jesus. Philippians 2. We read that. Listen to verse 5. He says, Let this mind be in you which was in Christ. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and he took upon him the form of a servant, and he was made in the likeness of man, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself, he became obedient unto death, even the death of a cross. So taking up our cross means to value God above everything else in our life. To serve instead of demand our rights. To be humble instead of to be proud to the point that we'd even die. So the question is, what moved Christ to the cross? We did. But our salvation ultimately brought glory to the Father. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 Philippians 2, look what he says there. Let me read that. Philippians 2, and I'll turn back. Philippians 2, look at verse 9. He says, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, and things on the earth. Verse 11, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. You see, Jesus went to the cross so that we could be saved and glorify the Father. So likewise, our motive for dying to ourselves is to bring glory to the Father. Will you follow me? If any man come after me, let him deny himself. Number three, take up his cross daily. Number four, and I'll close with this real quick, and follow me. When you and I began to say no to our selfishness, and we began to say yes to God, then we walk side by side with Jesus. I'm going to tell you something, that's a, that's a sweet walk. When we read the Scriptures, when we're walking side by side with Jesus, we hear the Scriptures, we hear His voice. When we go through the day, walking side by side, we sense His presence with us. When we obey Him, suddenly we see Him working in and around us. We see Him working in our lives. You know, there was a song that, that, we, that we sang. I remember growing up, I thought I might have brought a car. I did. In the garden, remember that song? I come to the garden alone. This is someone walking side by side with Jesus. While the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. He walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share. The joy we share. As we tarry there. None other has ever known. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet. The birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. And I'd, I'd stay in the garden with him though the night around me be falling. But he bids me go through the voice of woe. And his voice to me is calling. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. That's what it's like walking side by side with Jesus. The rewards are great. The rewards are great here and the rewards are great in the hereafter. But the cost... Is great too. The cost is really great because the cost costs us everything. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I fully give. That's what it costs. If any man come after me, if any man, i.e., will come after me, let him deny himself i.e., stop being selfish. Take up his cross, i.e., obey me. And follow me, i.e., follow with me. So this morning, I guess the question is, would you be willing to follow Jesus? I entitled the sermon, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have. And I pray that you have. You may be here and you've never trusted Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. He has an adventure for you. It'll be the best adventure you'll ever experience in life and in the life to come.
got to follow him. And you follow him his way. Denying self. Taking up your cross in obedience. Following him. Fellowshipping with him. You may be here this morning and, and you've never trusted Christ. You need to do that today. You know, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You don't want to put that off. And it's, too, it's just uh, it's too much involved in eternity to put off salvation. You may be here as a Christian and, and uh, just ask yourself, am I walking daily with Christ? Do I need a renewal in my life? Do I need to recommit my life? Do, do I need to check this selfish, this selfish stuff and see if, 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 if it's all about my time and not about his time? Uh, do I need this renewal? Do I need this revival? Are you selfish? Is your selfishness keeping you from following Jesus? I got to do this. I got to do that. It's all about you. I'd come to church, but I got to do this, Brother Sammy. I, I hear it all the time. I just see the innate selfishness in people that are going to miss heaven one day because they just they choose not to follow him. Are you taking up your cross in obedience, saying yes to him? Are you following him in that day-to-day fellowship walk with him? Is time with you so sweet that the, with you and Jesus that the birds hush their singing? I mean, you just enjoy that time, look forward to it. Let me encourage you to come today. Ask Christ to come into your life. Come today and be saved. Refocus on Jesus as a Christian. Forget about yourselves. As the song sings, uh, we sing, you know, let's forget about ourselves and magnify the Lord and worship Him. That's what we sing. And so let me encourage you today. If you haven't made the decision already to follow Him, to be saved, to allow Him to change your life inside and out, come today. Don't put that off. Any other decision you have, you need to come. Decide today. To follow him. If any man. Make that choice. Will come after me. Let him deny himself. All his selfish desires. Take up his cross. Follow me. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Father thank you for a time that we can come together. Thank you for your word. And your Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts. I pray for every person here, for those who have never trusted Christ, that this would be a day they would decide to follow him. It's a choice they make. I pray for the believers here today as we examine our life to see if we need recommitment, renewal. Lord, uh, as we examine our life in regards to being a follower of yours. I mean, we tell people we're followers. So help us, we pray, to live that out in our life. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that convicts us of a need of a Savior. Thank you for the opportunity we have to choose to accept you into our life. Thank you for the grace and mercy you bestow upon us. Thank you for faith that we have to place in the Lord Jesus for our salvation. Now we pray now you'll forgive us of our sins. Speak to our hearts through this invitation hymn in Jesus' name. Amen.
I've mentioned several times, imitation's not my imitation, it's not the church's imitation, but it's the Lord's invitation. Now, the most important part of the service, that's why it's important, nobody leaves, nobody moves, you know why? Because this is when decisions are being made. You've heard the word, you've been convicted by the Spirit, and now it's decision time. Now you make a choice. You make a decision, you don't make a decision. It's your choice. This is the time we do it. Very critical time. Most important part of the sermon right now is what you're going to do with what you've heard. So let me encourage you to follow the Spirit as you make your decisions. Let's stand together prayerfully, reverently.